Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is this that JPP podcast? <laughs> Pregnant ladies and little kids Back and better than ever. Shout out to Mike Greenberg. And we got on the Subway Fresh Take Hotline, we got the normal <laughs> guest. We got Uncle Tony, LJ Pops. What's going on, guys? What's up? I'm on the Malord Hotline. I just want to make that clear. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Merry Christmas. Hey, Happy New Year. Yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> Tony, I brought a bottle of Malord for Christmas. I'm just saying. So we can distribute that however Tony, it needs to. You're going to get a bottle of Malord, dude. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Oh, I am. I'm so excited. Wow. <laughs> the gifts just keep going. And we do want to say to all the listeners, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. We've kind of been on a little hiatus. We come out with the pod every now and then. We'll get more consistent. Just the holidays, you know, traveling. But to everybody, Merry Christmas. From Merry Christmas. Christmas. Happy pod. holidays. Happy New, Happy New, New Year. Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Bonza, December. All of them. Yeah. yeah. All the Bonza, good stuff. Boxing Day. I don't know. What is Boxing it in Day Sweden? Is, today, right? is it Christmas I think in Sweden? Boxing Day is today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they mostly well. I I mean, Sweden does a lot of things, but yeah, I think Christmas is yeah. celebrated there. It's cousin Trey's birthday, by the way. Nice, nice. Happy birthday, Biddy, Biddy. Happy birthday, Big Five O. So, real quick, speaking of Christmas, I wanted to throw out there. Do you just did I miss the boat? Like, are you born a full Christmas pajama guy, or does that transition over time? I've been seeing a lot of pictures of the full pajamas. And the matching pajamas. Is that a thing? I, we never did that back in our family, but I kind of want to jump not. on that bandwagon. We did not. And I have to say, I turned down my block on Christmas morning. I had to go run an errand for Tammy. And I turned on my block and the whole family at the end, from daddy to mama to little kids, are all in the same jammies. The daddy looked embarrassed as hell that I saw him. I swear it was pretty funny. And no one was know, supposed to see him. It was just He probably should have been a little embarrassed. It was it was something. Yeah. It was cute. Well, you know, uh, Kevin, since I since I sleep in the nude, I really have no reason oh. to have pajamas. So we uh, were wondering. We were wondering about your sleeping. <laughs> no, 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 we weren't. No, oh, no, we right. weren't. Some of us know. Well, well. As long as we don't try to verify that, we're good. Okay. <laughs> well, um, on, I, there's no good segue, so let's just jump into. There is never a good final. segue in this show. You do your job very well, but we don't make it easy. <laughs> <laughs> we are on to week 17 of the NFL regular season. A lot of teams are dead, and there's a few still alive. Uh, but I wanted to jump straight into the game that I thought might have we might have learned the most from this past week, and that was New Orleans beating Pittsburgh. Uh, I think the score ended up being like 28-24. And what, 
what the game essentially did was it put New Orleans, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, LJ, I think it locked New Orleans into that one seed correct, for the NFC, which last time that happened was 2009 when Drew Brees got his first ring. And then it put Pittsburgh, they still, they're on the outside looking in now. They they have a chance of getting in the playoffs, but they need some some serious help. It to requires do so. a tie. They need a tie they to need get a in. Tie, yeah. Or, well, or they need to or win Ravens in Baltimore. Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it, it went from the Steelers looked like a team that was a really scary team, which I still think they have a lot of talent, to now they might end up being one of the better teams we've seen not make the playoffs. I, I'll start out with you real quick, Tony. What, who did you learn more from? Did you learn more about New Orleans and what they can be or about Pittsburgh and your big and your boy Big Ben? <laughs> well, I will say that was – actually, that was a really great game. And, and, and I'll tell you this, the Steelers have had uh, – we may talk about it a little bit later, but they've had two or three games this year that have come down to that last play, and it just hasn't been made. Uh, they made a couple, you know, with Big Ben stretched across the uh, uh, stretch across the goal line there. Mm-hmm. I know stretch that made LJ line, feel yeah. pretty bad, but um, <laughs> you, you know, I, I, it said more to me about uh, about the Saints in that they have really stepped up with a couple of real tests here in the second half of the season. Agreed. A couple of really tough games, and they are winning games both by scoring a lot of points and by not scoring a lot of points. Where was and, that game? Uh, Where I, was I that think game, they, by the way? New Orleans. It was at New Orleans. And and that's the other thing. The Steelers, there's no excuse for not making the playoffs with this team. I agree with that, but they've had some really tough breaks down the stretch uh, these last yeah. – this, this second You're- half of the season – uh, with with tough games on the road, it does not make up for the fact that they should have won the majority of those, but they have not. And that was a that was a make it or break it, and and they put themselves in that position, and now they need help to get in the playoffs. So, but the Saints is who I learned more about on, on that game. Well, really a strong performance and, overall. And to piggyback off what you're saying there, I do think there's a there's the Steelers have had a couple of games where you just look at it and they, the ball is just not going their way. Their call just didn't go their way. There was that I don't know if y'all saw it. There was that pass interference call they call where Kamara got I think uh, Joe Hayden touched him on the back like with the pinky and they oh, called yeah. a pass interference in the end zone, which put New Orleans on the one. They end up scoring, and then I just think at the end of the day, you're going to look back at the Steelers' schedule and see that loss they had to the Raiders mm-hmm. and that tie to the Browns in week one or whatever. There's just some games well, that where – Well, now fluke loss to the Broncos, I mean. Mm. <laughs> I mean, seriously. There's just going to be some games where you look back and go, what the hell? Good teams yeah. win those games. Because I mean, yeah. there's going to be games against the Saints where you lose in New Orleans. That's yeah. – I mean, that's, that's there's no shame in that. Yeah. yeah. But I'll, what, I'll go over to you, Dad. What, what was your thoughts on that game? Did you learn more about the Saints or the Steelers? Well, you know, I didn't get to see the game, um, but I do have some thoughts on Tomlin and the Steelers. So, I mean, I guess to is, answer your question. Yeah, is Mike I, Tomlin's seat getting a little toasty over there? Well, I mean, mm-hmm. my, my question was, is is Mike Tomlin who we thought he was? And I know that at one time, I, I think I know you and I, Kevin, maybe even LJ, we were like, we wanted him at the Cowboys. And, I, you know, I, I can't make up my mind. But can I give you a little background on Tomlin since, yes. since you since you yeah. me up like this? Sla- yes. Slap it on us. <laughs> so Tomlin, it, my question is, is Mike Tomlin who I thought he was? He's been the Steelers head coach since 2007, and I believe he's like the third one in the last 50 yes. years. Chuck something Noel, crazy yeah, like Steelers. that. Something crazy like that. Um, Noel Cower and then Tomlin. Noel Cower and Tomlin, yeah. yeah. Right. 
By the way, he did play football. Interestingly enough, I found out he, he didn't really, I, I don't know if this is interesting or not. He doesn't, his real dad, Mr. Tomlin, he didn't really know. He was raised by his mom and his stepdad. I think his real dad died early um, and wasn't very involved in his life. He was second team all-conference wide receiver at William & Mary. That surprised me a little bit. I kind of thought he was more linebacker-ish, you know, but he was a wide receiver at William & Mary, uh, second team all-conference. He became only the third coach in the NFL history to finish 500 or better in his first 10 seasons. Only the third coach in, coach in history. The other two, John Madden, Curly Lambeau. Wow, pretty good company yeah. right there. Pretty yeah. good pretty company. Good. One's got a great he, game name for him, yeah. another a great stadium name for him. That's well, great. No doubt. <laughs> um, he's never had a losing season. Pretty impressive. He's the second most winning active coach behind you know who in New England. <laughs> you must not be named. <laughs> <Mr. Belichick. laughs> and, and so this year, I mean, that's so I was reading all that and I'm thinking, well, damn, he's pretty good. And this year he's had to deal with the Le'Veon Bell distraction, which I mean, there's no way around the fact that you give him the potentially the best running back in the league. Things look different this year. He's also had to deal with, and I don't know if I'm completely on LJ's side about Roethlisberger, but I do think he's probably a challenge to coach. I think he's a little bit of a pain in the ass. It's also, I think nice, a, to, it's also nice to have a franchise quarterback. No, no, no. He's He a is bit. a great quarterback, but I think between him – here, bottom line, bottom line, I think there's a lack of consistency on the Steelers, and I think it's caused because you've got Antonio Brown, who is a – Huge personality and out there a little <laughs> to bit. Say the least. You got Ben Ro- Roethlisberger, who's a huge personality, is out there a little bit. You got Le'Veon Bell, that likes to smoke weed sometimes, doesn't sometimes, holds out sometimes, <laughs> best running back in the league sometimes. <laughs> and and I think what here's what I think Tomlin did. I think Tomlin, you know the old axiom: if you go into a job, start out hard, you can always ease up. And I think what maybe happened to Tomlin is he went in kind of cool, getting along with everybody, and now he needs to toughen up and take control of that team, and he can't. I don't think he can wrestle in Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown and some of the others, and I think I think he's a great coach. I mean, bottom line, I think Tomlin's a great coach, and he could coach my team, but I think he went in and started out a little too player-friendly, perhaps, and it's gotten a little out of hand, and now you can't he can't toughen up and be the disciplinarian that he needs to be with the talent he's got. Because Pittsburgh's a hell of a team, and I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. So well, and on on from. that thought of Mike Tomlin, and I'm gonna, I know LJ's got a thought on the Steelers. He he, he seems to have a thought on that quarterback usually. <laughs> but uh, with with your whole is Mike Tomlin good? Maybe I think we were we overinflated some of the numbers because yes, he's been good since he's got there and. He's got a winning. He's been winning every year, but he also came into it a year after they won a Super Bowl. So he inherited a Super Bowl winning team. He inherited, as LJ's mentioned, there's always good weapons at running back, receiver, defense is usually solid. And say what you will about Big Ben, but he did come into it with a young franchise quarterback. It's a pretty good roster to come into as a young coach. I think he handled it well, but I wonder if maybe that roster is more than what he was. What do you think about that loss, LJ? Well, I want to say to the Mike Tomlin conversation first, uh, I wanted to mention, uh, what, what is a general manager's job? Do you guys have an idea of what a general manager's job is? Uh, construct the roster, 
construct the money, you know, not not the coaching, you know, and then part two, what is uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers greatest asset? It's, I mean, I I feel like an answer for it's the talent, right? Do you guys agree? The the talented players. And so who is the GM of the Steelers? And I'll give you a hint. He's been there since the year 2000. Crickets. I can't tell you. So Kevin Colbert is probably the guy that's holding that team together. Mike Tomlin is just riding off of his successes. And so is Tomlin great or not? I think if he were on the Browns, he might not be given another chance, but he was given a great team consistently year by year by year. I'm not saying he's necessarily bad. I'm just saying that there is a big difference between the situation Tomlin walked into and the situation every other coach walks into in the NFL. So just wanted to make that point and throw that out there. Tony. Yeah, what you got? Well, Horshack, Horshack. Well, (laughs) Horshack. Well, allow me to retort. Um, Please. So, no, I I want to say LJ is is correct about the GM and Colbert. I could not remember his name, and he's been there for a long time. And you got to remember what's going on here with the Steelers organization. That's the Rooney family. Very, uh, very low key, exact opposite of what's happening with the Cowboys. They are always low key, but are always family oriented. Yeah, I bet you know who the GM of the Cowboys is. Yeah, they're always low key. And so I, I will say this Tomlin, when he was hired, was the youngest, if not one of the youngest ever at that point in time. At the time, hired. he was the youngest ever. And so I, I think he's proven his worth. And, and over the years, that the 12 years that he's been, or 11 years that he's been there, uh, those teams have had strong points on both the offensive and defensive sides of the ball. You know, when they first went to their first Super Bowl, that was a great defensive team. James Harrison and um, Troy Palomalu. 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 Yeah. They were defensive stalwarts, and then he turned. He has turned yeah. that team into an offensive powerhouse because of the talent that he has. So, I, although I agree with LJ in that the GM is responsible for the talent. I disagree a little bit that this year is Tomlin's fault. They should have been better prepared for the Le'Veon Bell fiasco. So if you think about the last two weeks, which was critical to them, they were playing with their third string running back, which happened to be a converted tight end. And Stephen Ridley. Stephen Ridley also- is not a, a bell cow back. And so you come into the season – uh, with your GM telling you, no, we're going to get Le'Veon Bell signed, don't worry about it, then you don't make an offensive change. I will give them credit in saying that they made some offensive changes to get their their tight end involved more, uh, to get to try to do some different things to make up the fact they lost 80, 90 catches out of the backfield with Le'Veon Bell gone, and they could not replace that. And I think you've seen that in these close games. They haven't had that athlete to say take this ball and make something with it other than Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster uh Connor's a great back but he's a different kind of back than Le'Veon Bell is uh Samuels is turning out to be a pretty good pretty good backup but you can't ride him for three weeks and so my point there is I think you got to turn to the GM and say hey you did a really poor job this year preparing us for the loss of Le'Veon Bell whether it's by a catastrophic injury or whether it's the fact that the guy just doesn't sign, they were not prepared for that. And, and I think that's on the GM rather point. than Tomlin. It's a fair point. Well, and, and if you think about it, you know, Tomlin probably is. I'm sure they're dealing with – I don't know if we've heard about it yet, but I'm sure we will soon. Big Ben must be hurt, right? There must be an ankle injury. I mean, he, he well, it's got to be – you know? Yeah, he must be hurt, sure. <laughs> yeah. And then – 
It also probably is hurting them that he missed, you know, he missed like half a quarter a couple weeks ago because he couldn't find the x-ray room or whatever happened there where he went out and couldn't come back in. I don't know what that whole deal was. He got real upset that the x-ray didn't print in color. Hey, tell me, Um, me, who are the the two quarterbacks that are vying for most passing yards in the NFL this year? Can y'all tell me the two? I'll give you a hint. We just talked Uh, about one of them. Probably big dreams since we're talking about him and Pat Mahomes. You are correct. 40 yards separates him, I believe. So, you know, you can say all you want. I, that no, stat stays, sets for itself. I'm, Roethlisberger well, is throwing the that damn one ball. That one stat doesn't prove – that one stat doesn't prove he's the best quarterback in the NFL. No. That one stat also proves he's got great receivers. Juju can go up and make any yardage happen anytime yeah. he gets the ball. Brown can somehow get a ball that he shouldn't be able to because yeah. he's too short. I mean, to, he's got some players that can just do some crazy things. To yeah. wrap up the Pittsburgh conversation, I guess – my question to y'all on Mike Tomlin and the and the Steelers are: Is there when you look back, if Tomlin was done after this year, if you looked back, would there be more disappointing losses, seasons in the playoffs, or big wins? I kind of think there's going to be a lot of disappointing yeah, playoff I agree. falters, and yeah. that yeah, this is, at least they're getting there. Yeah. A lot of teams can't say they're this winning. Is, 10 yeah, games they have every left year some potential there, so. on the ground, and the clock is ticking. Both for Roethlisberger and yeah. AB, and they have got yeah. Yeah. It, they've yep. got a three year window right here that they've got to figure it yeah. out. I think or turn on. Roethlisberger mm-hmm. into a Peyton Manning kind of deal where they can manage that. We'll just see. Yep. I, I, the clock is ticking on this, and then they're well, going to have to go into a rebuild mode. And I do think to answer your question, Kev, since uh, you presented me the question, and I moved the other direction. Uh, I do think that uh, the Steelers are who I learned more about in that game because I think I knew that the Saints were really good. But yeah. the, the Steelers on the other hand, yeah, they, they, I mean, they were what I thought they were. Uh, <laughs> but the Steelers on the other hand, uh, I've been all year talking down to them, but you know, I, they, they are a good team that's got bad breaks is, is what I really think happens. I mean, that, that, uh, that fake punt, you know, what another inch and a half and he's, yeah, he's, right. but another inch and a half and it's the best call of the year because yeah, you don't get that's Drew true. We're always, back. we're always hindsight. Uh, when it doesn't work, we say, what the hell yeah, are you doing? I mean, yeah, you're that's right. a team I don't want to see in the playoffs. I, yeah, I want no, them to miss no. the playoffs because I don't, I don't want that mess in there. Right. So yeah, you know, who's you're real right. happy that they're on the outside looking in. Bill Belichick's probably like, ah, yeah, I'd really like to not play the Steelers. Yeah, I don't, yeah. even if they can beat them, you'd yeah. rather not have to try. Yeah. Yeah. So another game we probably learned a lot about is the, the one, in Philadelphia, where now we have a full-on quarterback decision we got to make because <laughs> Nick Foles just set Crazy the franchise shit. record with 400-something-plus passing yards, I think four touchdowns to come from behind victory over the Texans. But is it looks like, could it be a little a little uh, too late for the Eagles? What all do they need? They need some help to get in the playoffs, don't they, LJ? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't even remember the situation. Yeah, but I think from what, I, from what I have written down, it looks like they need the Vikings to lose Vikings against to lose. the they, Bears, which that's, is yes. possible because yeah. the Bears are going to be playing starters trying to get that first round by. Yeah. And yeah. the Eagles will need to win, which they they get the Washington Deadskins. So I mean, they should. Philly get a should win, and Minnesota should be more motivated than Chicago. But Chicago will be playing to win. There's they no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. I wanted I wanted to ask LJ start off with: Did we learn more about Philadelphia? Are they just a good team that's getting hot, and you really don't want to play them? Or did you learn more about the Texans, who just can't seem to? They they had that game wrapped up, then they let Philly come back, and then they came back. Like Deshaun Watson made a great drive, but then they still couldn't hold on to that lead against Nick Foles. What 
What did you learn more about in that game? I'll tell you what I learned in this game very shortly. Uh, I learned that they still mean nothing. I have no idea. Those two teams in particular prove to me every week that I know nothing about the NFL. <laughs> every week I'm wrong about whatever I think is going to happen. So uh, I can't even give you a real answer. I, I learned nothing. I'm lost. Well, it's, yeah, it's the same reason I buy the, the, the Texans, even though I, I really don't think Bill O'Brien, and maybe the Texans are in that, ca- that category like we have been in the Cowboys, where if they did falter and suck this down the stretch, maybe it means they can go get a competent head coach instead of Bill O'Brien. But <laughs> Well, hey, let just, me ask you this. What was up yeah, with Lamar ahead. Miller? What was up with Lamar Miller? He didn't play. He's got an right? injury. Ankle. He didn't play. No, he's got Is an he injury. Is he out for the playoffs? I, it's an ankle. I, no, he might come back next week. We don't know. I'm, I'm just saying the, the difference between Lamar Miller and Alfred Blue is a big, big difference. chasm of difference. That's true. That's true. Uh, it, it really is. Yeah. So yeah. I think that should be at least considered yep. uh, so, in that equation. So. so that I can hear the gong. You know, Lamar Miller was on my fantasy football team this year. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, whether you believe in him or not, he's, he means, he's a big difference maker for the – for the Texans because he can control the clock. And and Lifford is right on the money. Alfred Blue is not Lamar Miller. Yeah. The closest guy they got no, is Dante Foreman. Close. You saw Foreman play a lot this weekend, trying to get him in shape. They're in the playoffs. They've got a home game. There's nothing that can change that. There's nothing that can change the fact. They really – there's no way they're getting a buy. Uh, so, I expect – they think they can, but there's no way that – Chiefs or the Chiefs or the <laughs> Patriots are losing both of those games. So, so they're they're where they're at. They win one game at home. They're a great team at home, not as good on the road. But Lamar Miller, props to lift. Lamar Miller makes a big difference for them because it gives them an opportunity for a yeah. a running back to control the clock, and it takes pressure off of Deshaun Watson. That big run that they've made during the middle of the season, Lamar Miller got healthy. He had some great he had some great games and they really took off and and so with him out of the lineup this past weekend you saw and that's why you lose thirty two thirty you can't control the game when you need to and uh, and I think that's what that's what we saw happen there for the for the Texans. Well, Fair and enough. and I think that's what you you the Texans just I, and it's kind of like LJ said it's I can't it shows me that the NFL is something I just I don't know because yeah, the Texans right. needed that win as bad as anyone that win can keep them with that first round bye mm-hmm. and maybe even get some a home playoff game and now they could possibly if they were to lose then whoever wins that uh, winning in playoff game between the Colts and Titans would actually end up winning the division so yeah. instead of a first round bye the Texans could end up playing a road game in the wild card and Ooh. we just Tony you just talked about it. They already are tough on the road. It's tough for them on the road. Yeah. It's just that that win was huge for them, and they couldn't keep the Eagles down. They, they had them it, on the yeah. ropes, and they just couldn't do it. Yeah. Well, it's because they put the Super Bowl in the MVP in the game. So, let's get to it, Dad. Get back get, to that. Get back to Philly. Before, I mean, Dad, so, let me ask you. Well, go before ahead, we leave Philly, I think it's interesting. Just a, little, a real quick little thing. Carson Wentz is still on the active roster. They could have knocked him He's out. He's not on IR. That's right. And they He's, kept him on the active roster well, so that's just what in I case. Wanted, and I don't know. Um, because they need to back up the Super back. Bowl MVP. You know? <laughs> that's right. Well, I wanted to ask Dad. I wanted to see if, Dad, if you had a thought on it. Why are they so – we we all – I think we're in agreement. Wentz is the more talented player. But why does that offense seem to click as soon as Foles gets in there? 
Do you have any thoughts? Um, I have a little answer. To that. Well, I mean, I, this is off the dome, and, and I, I want to hear what you got to say, LJ. Um, but I think the pressure is off. It's, I mean, Foles, Foles has nothing to to lose and everything to gain. Yeah. And right. I'm telling you, yeah. the pressure that you put on yourself or that you perceive the team is putting on you is a is a well of a difference. And no, uh, Foles is a pretty good quarterback in his own right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, think it's, it's two that. weeks I ago think- they were dead in the water, and they just everyone expected them to lose to the Rams. Yeah. And like you said, no more pressure. And Foles goes in there and starts throwing it around. Those for almost 400 like yards and yeah. three TDs or whatever. So LJ, so, what did what yeah. did you have? Because I have a thought, but I bet it's similar to yours. Well, I, I think you're dead on to some degree. I also think there's a factor of the NFL is a is a league about innovation, and if you aren't innovating on a weekly basis, you die. And so I think that having a new quarterback and I think that's one of the reasons why Jameis Winston stepping in and then Ryan Fitzpatrick stepping in and then Jameis Winston stepping in. And it seems like they're always like blowing up is because they have to do something different this week because they don't have the same quarterback with the same skill set. And so even just opening up the playbook a little bit for Nick Foles in a different way than you would for Carson Wentz is going to keep defenses guessing because that's I think football is more chess than we give it credit for. Football is a lot of thinking. So that's my thinking is late in the season. It's got a lot to do with. Mixing I think you up. have a you have a good point, and I think that's kind of I'll piggyback off that on my thought, and it's my overall thought in the NFL, and I think you're going to start seeing uh, coaches have a, a problem where they kind of coach to – I think when Wentz is in there, Wentz is so talented that Peterson wants to coach – like make the offense around what Wentz does. But I think you just got to coach what's best for your entire team. And when Foles comes in there, they open up that whole playbook instead of just going to Ertz every damn time. They all, all of a sudden Alshon Jeffrey's starting to get touches. Yeah. You see Aguilar getting open. I just think when Foles comes in there, they completely open the full offense and they just do whatever the team what does well instead of just trying to make Wentz well. And then, like Dad said, when when you come in there with no pressure, all of a sudden he starts throwing things. a few, and then yeah. that team goes, "Oh, yeah. this was the guy that won a Super Bowl for us." And then your team starts believing in you. It. It does make something. Well, I, ju- I just think it's going to end up being a little, little too like late your, for him. What your brother said the other day is, how are you going to keep the Super Bowl MVP out of the playoffs? I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on. Right. Yeah, awesome. Like Tony said, Wentz is still on the active roster, but how do you beat the Super Bowl MVP still for 400 yards? It's so strange. <laughs> He's got to break a leg for Wentz to get back on the field yeah, this year. It, I'm just it saying. It is so strange. We've used both these quarterbacks in, in this one conversation, Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. And I think there's some parallels there. Parallels there. Fitzpatrick's a great two-game quarterback. But once he gets the third game, he sucks. Yeah. He just can't handle pressure. Like, oh, God, I can't win. Three in a row, people know what I'm doing. <laughs> Same thing with Nick Foles. Nick Foles kind of just smooths uh-huh. out. Because the first two games of the season, he was terrible. It, that's the reason that – He was because there's he, probably – Because he had all the pressure and expectations. Yeah, and so yeah. The, that's the reason the Eagles are in this situation is because they came out of the gates so slow, and that was because of Foles. And the fact that Wentz was coming off and – this is a this was a going to be a really weird year for Wentz, no matter what happened. But yeah, yeah. I, I and Kevin said it. I mean, Foles looks for Alshon Jeffrey. Wentz looks for Zach Ertz. And although Zach Ertz like went freaking nuts this past weekend, was catching everything right. between here and Jupiter. You know, it's just crazy. <laughs> and um, and uh, but but you know, Alshon Jeffrey's been much more involved. Hey, and here's one thing I'll say. Where the hell's Golden Tate? Has anybody heard about Golden Tate in <laughs> the last since that trade? trade by them? Yeah, I mean, you hear Jack <laughs> shit on Golden roster? Tate. I think he's still out and, there, and but. that's amazing to me. Going back to the GMs, if I'm the GM for the Eagles, I'm like, oh, I better walk softly around here because this Golden Tate trade sure as hell <laughs> hadn't worked out. 
You know, that's nuts. Yeah, you know, two <laughs> midseason trades they've done. They did that one last year for Jay Ajayi. And Nothing. I know he's been injured this year, but we, he, we didn't get a lot of production. And then Golden Tate, they do it. Yeah. I do like the fact that they're going all in and trying for you, but some of these need to start working. I mean, you're trading yeah. all your picks. You're not wrong. Hey, one more little twist on that. You know, I read that Foles has a $20 million mutual option for next year that Me, they have right. to decide. Meaning they on. both have to take it? They both have both to decide, to. I guess. It says, it, and I know I, I meant the word mutual. So I guess they both hmm. have to decide. Well, but they've got to decide what, pretty quickly if they're going to bury $20 million in either the backup quarterback or the Super Bowl MVP. It depends on how you want to look at it. But that's what you know, one that's thing you can say is, and we'll see how he finishes out, but Foles either is going to make that 20 million or some team, the Jaguars, somebody's going to pay him. Giants, somebody's going to throw a stupid three year, 60 million, 70 million contract. And shout out to Nick Foles. Go get go your get money. Your money Sam Bradford did it. Why don't you go do well, it? I, just, I saw something the other day talking about how the backup quarterback in Philadelphia is always the best player in the NFL until they get a shot. But uh, mm. <laughs> good point. Yeah, I just want to be on his Christmas list. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So on Sunday night, we got to see the chiefs go into Seattle and it's kind of the old, old thing in betting. And you've probably heard this, Tony, when, when, if you get Seattle as a home dog, at on a night game in Seattle, you probably just take them. And I still was thinking the Chiefs would go in there and win. And my Russell Wilson and Mahomes went at it, play for play. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, Mahomes is still there, maybe the NFL MVP. But boy, that Russell Wilson was good. And I wanted to to get that to start the conversation of what wild card team or team that's close to making it is the one you fear the most. And I kind of threw out there the Seahawks would be the first one I would think of. The Vikings maybe because there's talent. We'll get into that Colts, Titans, and then the Ravens. I threw the Ravens in there just because they keep winning. Yeah. But I'll, I'll start with you, Tony. What team? What team do you most fear if you're if you're one of those division champs going against these wild card teams? <clears throat> yeah, not that I'm a bandwagon guy, but uh, we're talking about the Seahawks, and <laughs> the Seahawks really are tough. And I, I, they might be on my one of my very few buy picks that I did a good job with uh, this year. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote the Seahawks off and they've made me look stupid um, all year yeah. long. But what so. they, the two things I think that have that are that are for the Seahawks and a shout out to Prestige Worldwide who sent me some some game notes on this uh for Seattle. They you, you know, one Seattle has figured out how to run the football. They're number one rushing team yep. in the NFL. And as they go through these next next three games, <clears throat> the first game We'll see how it lands as far as as who they're playing the the uh, the three or the four seed, but um, they sh- they they should probably be favored there. But going either to the one or the two, whether that's to the Saints uh, or to the Rams, they can control the clock with that running game. They can control it's the clock. It's good to be able to run the ball in the playoffs. Those, both of those. Uh, prolific offenses on the sideline and you saw how much that frustrated the Rams a couple weeks ago they really that could be an issue and and the Saints can play that game we've seen it but they're not near as comfortable doing it and so the Seahawks with the running game one gives them a chance with two Russell Wilson right now that reinvented defense yeah the defense is coming around it's not as strong as it has been in the past but Russell Wilson. Get back. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Get back. Yeah. Let's get Russell Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is a top five quarterback in the NFL right now. And if, and and is a top three playmaker, I'd put him up there as a playmaker 
with DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Todd Gurley uh, when he's when he's healthy as the guy that can make a play that can change a game. We saw it uh, <clears throat> this weekend. He makes that 30, 40-yard uh, scamper at the end of that game. It seals the deal. And uh, – he can he can do that, and, and, and that's a wild card that some of these teams are not, especially in the NFC, are not going to be prepared for. And so I think that makes Seattle pretty yeah. tough. Mm-hmm. And like you said, when you can keep that running game and control the clock, that keeps the game close. Which lets if if you're giving the ball to Russell Wilson in a one score game late, I, I like my chances. Dad, what what are your thoughts? We talked a little bit about this while we were watching the game on Sunday, but Russell Wilson's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, I, I was sitting here writing down quarterbacks I would take over Russell Wilson. That's what I was going to ask you. All right, let and, me know what you got. And so uh, I've got a long list, but honestly, there's only two quarterbacks in NFL right now that I take over Russell Wilson. One is Patrick Mahomes. I'm just he's young. He, I mean, Patrick. I don't think I need to even say Patrick Mahomes. I'd take over Russell. Generational Wilson. talent. <laughs> the, the other one, the other one is Aaron Rodgers. The other one is Aaron Rodgers. Now, other guys that were in contention: Andrew Luck. Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Philip Rivers, Tom Brady. He's too damn old, though. Breeze, he's too old. And Deshaun Watson is a maybe. I think Deshaun Watson has ta- probably has a better arm and probably can run a little better. I don't think he's as smart right. as Russell Wilson. I agree with that. And, well, and, and, and here, and one thing I want to finish up with, though, what I really hope is Dak Prescott watches tape on Russell Wilson. I think he could potentially be a quarterback uh, along those lines. He's built similarly. He can run. He can get down. LJ, LJ, tell him to quit drinking. Where's my drinking too much? I have had had a little drink. I'm under his roof. He can drink as much as he wants. I got to hit my head on. Where's my hammer? I said that's what I hope happens. Right, right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's what I hope happens. And and to your point on guys you would take over Russell Wilson, that's what, when I started thinking about who I would take over Russell, all of a sudden that list is a lot shorter than I realized. And we talked about guys that are – we, when we talk about Aaron Rodgers, and that's something he, – he got his coach fired this this year. And we <laughs> talked about that job, as good as Aaron Rodgers is, it might be tough to coach him because I think he knows just how good he is and can kind of be a little arrogant. And Russell Wilson, as much as I make fun of him for his dumb little cliche responses and and never getting a good soundbite out of him, he's probably pretty easy to coach. Seems a very team-oriented guy. a humble guy. dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong there. If, if I was drafting a quarterback for the next five years – uh, prop Mahomes says talent wise, but Russell Wilson's definitely in the top two or three. Yeah. I think. Tony, is he in the Tannehill uh, class with his girlfriend? Yeah, class? that's I what I was going to say. So here, okay, okay. Here's what, <laughs> you know, I was really concerned about Russell Wilson. The quarterback this year girlfriend officiate. He had that life change, and sometimes those life changes can be pretty significant with quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, you marry somebody like Ciara, and, and I think you, you know, I thought. <laughs> Yeah. Man, Russell Wilson, he's thinking about other shit. You know, because, I mean, <laughs> not everybody's Tom Brady can marry Giselle Bunsen and still be, yeah. you know, like the, the GOAT. I think Russell Wilson is going gonna, is gonna to give, because right now, Ciara's got it over Giselle. And uh, you know my proclivity for, <laughs> for Danica Patrick. So uh, these guys have been, <laughs> I, I would say that Russell Wilson has handled his offseason better than Aaron Rodgers, because obviously Aaron is a little <laughs> bit distracted because of where it's going on. Russell Wilson has hey, laser focus, man, because you got to with what he's got going on. 
And that's dangerous. I'm with you because, you know, I think Russell Wilson was out there saying he was going to be celibate until marriage. And all of a sudden he got married to a very beautiful woman. That, that can change that's, you a little bit. So That's bullshit. If you believe that, I got some, I got some land to sell you, my friend. So, LJ, I want to I get your thoughts on, one, maybe how dangerous Seahawks are, and two, just how, how good is Russell Wilson? What's your thoughts on, on them? Uh, Russell Wilson's great. I mean, that's, you guys have made it very clear and I agree in every way. Uh, I do think this, you guys are giving the Seahawks a little too much credit though, because while we talk about their run game and how that will help their time of possession in games where that's very important, their run defense is atrocious. I mean, they give up so many rushing yards. And so they, they go up against a Todd Gurley. They're in trouble. I mean, they're just straight up in trouble. That's very true. So. So to to answer your question about wildcard teams, I'm afraid of it's. I don't think it's anybody in the NFC. I think the NFC is pretty well lined up. But who's the best team and based on seeding? The AFC is crazy though. That's where well, it gets that's wild. Good point. That's the perfect segue. Let's go into the AFC and let's get into one. Let's first start off with that that wildcard spot. It's you never would have thought that the Titans and Colts would get flexed down to Sunday night, <laughs> but. It is the game of the week. It's win or go home. It's a playoff game, and we've had some discussion on this pod about about that game, and I'm still sticking with my Colts, but what what do you think about that game, LJ? Where are you going with that? Well, I mean, I'm, I, I picked the Titans to go in, so and I picked the Colts to miss it, so I'm going to stick with it, although I am uh, – this game, they're going to have to pull off something crazy because they're missing their, their star D-tackle, and they're probably going to be missing their quarterback, I think, from what I'm hearing. So, so. yeah, it looks like – and you were telling us earlier, did they, they signed another quarterback, so it – Kind of sounds uh, my like- understanding is they moved up a quarterback from the practice squad this week and uh, and Mariota has come out and said that he felt uh, tingling and he felt like it was a nerve thing. And I anytime I've ever heard somebody with a nerve injury, they're sitting down for well, a little bit. So and typically the way the NFL works, when they call up a guy from the practice squad at that position, it usually means they're kind of thinking the guy's not yeah. going to play. So uh, I'll. I'll go over I'm you, still Tony. Who- picking Derrick Henry, oh. though, that, that's you know, well, that, that was my argument before. So I'm going to hold on to it. They they have learned to feed that man the ball, and they just keep mm-hmm. doing it. And kind of like what we talked about the Seahawks, when you can run, you keep games close. And the defense isn't bad in Tennessee at all. But I'll, I'll mm. go over to you, Tony. What do you think? In that you game? know, I, <clears throat> if Mariota plays, I think Tennessee wins. And I picked Tennessee a long time ago. I, I liked I liked the Tennessee Titans. That's true. They're a tough team. You did. Early, and so early. these are the kind of yeah. games that tough teams normally win. I don't know that the Colts are that tough. Uh, I believe it is at Indianapolis, though. Is that correct? And oh, yeah, at Lucas correct, Oil yeah. Stadium, I think the the um, the Colts play a little different. And to give them credit, the Colts run defense, and we've talked about it a few weeks ago. The Colts run defense is yeah. really improved, and they have a Rookie of the Year candidate. It is, it's at Tennessee. Yeah, it's at, oh, it's Tennessee. at Tennessee. Oh, it's uh, at Tennessee. That makes a difference. Uh, that slows down. That slows down uh, uh, some of the speed. It could be slows cold. down T.Y. Mm-hmm. Hilton. Yeah. And to me, T.Y. Hilton is the key to the ball game. If Tennessee cannot stop T.Y. Hilton uh, from getting over 100 yards and a touchdown, then then Indianapolis wins the game. Because uh, I think it's going to be a really tough. That's a slobber knocker game. That's an old phrase that Doctor Liff will remember. And and I think that <laughs> if, in a slobber knocker, the Titans win that one. If that's at Tennessee, I really like the Titans, regardless of whether it's Mariota or Gabbert. I, I think the Titans win that one because although I I don't know that Derrick Henry will have that big of a, a ball game. It's it, his history hasn't shown that he's been able to carry a team for that many games in a row. Although he is pretty damn That's hot, true. he 
He's a monster. <laughs> that was a phenomenal he looks picture like he last week on the website, uh, him and Mark Ingram. That's just amazing. You go, oh, my God. How did Godzilla get on a football <laughs> just uniform? Just show you how big that but, made uh, yeah. <laughs> But I, I, the, the X factor for me for the Titans, uh, this is going to sound strange, is Deion Lewis. Here's a guy who has been has been down the stretch with the with the Patriots knows how to win big games knows how to knows how to attack the uh, uh, attack a defense I, I think if you get the ball to him late in a game and you're up three or down two he's going to be able to make a play or two to get you there and get you where you need to be so I, I I'm going to go with the Titans there since it's at Tennessee that's that's a slower track and. And those folks in Nashville can get pretty loud. <laughs> It'll be a good time. Well, and as and I want to get Dad's opinion. I just think I, you're, if you're all right, if, if the game can in Tennessee, I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but if they can keep it ugly, they definitely have a shot. But the reason I've stayed away from the Titans and the Dolphins is because I, I think it's a quarterback league, and as long as Andrew Luck's healthy, I'm putting my money on Luck. But I'll go with you, Dad. What do you think? Do you think the, the Colts have a chance at going into t- Tennessee and getting a win? Absolutely, I think they have a chance. And I think the biggest reason is because of what you just said, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck is playing his ass off. He is that good a quarterback. He is the first guy I thought about taking over Russell Wilson and Mike Wood. Yep. I think Andrew Luck is an amazing yep. athlete, a great quarterback. And I'm going to tell you, Derrick Henry reminds me of a guy that I know Tony used to watch. You may have some, you guys. Herschel Walker at the Dallas Cowboys. Herschel Walker was a beast, but you know what he'd do? He'd run in the line and he'd get tackled. He didn't have much wiggle, and I think Derrick Henry is just a beast. He is a strong, big man, and Indianapolis has a pretty good rush defense. I, I mean, I really like Indianapolis yeah. in this game. I, I, if it when y'all said it was at Indianapolis, I was almost certain of it. Now, Tennessee makes a little bit of a difference to me because the weather could be a factor. Yeah. But I'm taking the Colts in that game. Can I just real quick interject? Uh, I want the listeners at home, if you guys can hear the thunder that happened as soon as Dad said the word beast under Herschel Walker, that was not a sound effect I added. I just, that was that cool. So maybe you'll hear it, maybe you won't. But it was bad. Herschel Walker. So we'll see if it comes through. But yeah. If he's coming in this window, <laughs> I mean, I'm done. I mean, I'm yeah, That might have been Herschel Walker taking a step or two. better would have been Bo Jackson. The but yeah, so, right, sorry to thing, Kevin. Hey, on this so, game, this will be a fun game to yeah. watch. All you guys out there, if you're going mm-hmm. to my bookie, here's the thing to look for. What is the status of Eric Ebron? One of the things for the Colts has been they've Great really question. have really have depended upon that tight end. Andrew Luck has to have that check down. If Himes can do that job, great. But he's a rookie, 16th game. Not sure about it. Ebron was in the concussion protocol, so uh, we'll see how he how he turns out. Jack Doyle's out for the season. Ebron's the only guy, and he's been a little bit restricted. If 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 Andrew Luck doesn't have that check down guy, that could be a problem. So check that out and see how Ebron's doing here at the end of the week, and that that'll be a big deal for that game. That's a fair point. Yeah, very good point. All right, and while we're on, and this kind of goes to to since we're on the AFC wild card spot, let's get into the team that I believe pops uh, bottom early, and it's looked out well. What about those Ravens? Just how good are those Ravens, Dad? They Who probably might not the even be a wild card state- spot. They made the biggest statement <laughs> win last week by going in and beating the Chargers by what I think it was twenty two to ten. Mm-hmm. I mean that defense is for real. Lamar Jackson's weird. What do you think, Dad? How good are the Ravens? I, well, here's the thing. They got a defense. They got the best defense in the league. 
And Lamar uh, Jackson the Bears, could the Bears. Okay, yeah, all right. So you're thank right. you. Yeah, you're the Bears. Yeah. No doubt. I was going to no let doubt. that go, and then I, but <laughs> I would say they're they're in the they're in the discussion for yeah. sure. They're definitely yes, for sure. Agreed. Yeah. And they Lamar Jackson. You don't know. He can. He. I could see him Vince Youngin. Uh, you know, a, a playoff game like he like did at the Rose Bowl. Vince Young or Tennessee yeah. Titans. Vince Young. <laughs> no, Rose Bowl. Rose Vince Bowl. Young. Vince Young. Vince Young before he started going to the Cheesecake Factory every day. Lamar Jackson can can throw a game or win a game by himself. I mean, he is he's got scary talent, and you have to keep up with him. I don't I don't know. He is the wild card, but I I would not want to play Baltimore. Well, how poetic though is it that the Chargers are the team that asked him to work out as a wide receiver at the combine? Mm. Like that, <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna show out against somebody, well, and I think to to your point, Dad, and that's. Another thing, like we've talked about before, is is coaching to – I think what Harbaugh and that team's done is they're coaching to the roster, and it might not look pretty all the time, but Lamar Jackson's going to make a throw here, make a throw there, and they'll be okay. But they're running the ball. I think they're averaging like 5.9 yards a carry which is since he's been in, which wow. is a yard better than the next best team. And we've talked about it over and over. One thing I keep hearing around the playoffs, when you can run, it's not like you don't have to run, but when you can, it gives you a shot. And – Say what you will about Lamar Jackson, and he start he looks better and better each week. And if someone gets open, I I I don't think those receivers are great with Crabtree and John Brown. But all of a sudden, if they're getting single coverage and they're getting some play actions, Lamar can make that throw to to downtown John Brown, and Crabtree can make a couple plays in the red zone. They're scary. They're scary to me. What do you think, LJ? Well, I didn't know that they get five point nine yards per attempt. Then they might not even know what third down looks like in Baltimore. That's ridiculous. Wow. Um, well, that's the yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I just I I agree with all that's been said. I, I don't have much to add. Baltimore's a scary, scary team. Lamar Jackson's great. They got some receivers. They got a defense. I mean, so Joe Flacco has likely played his last game in, no, in Baltimore. I think correct? He's yeah, sure he's played, played his last game. game. Yeah, yeah. Had to have and until I he, think well, it, unless Lamar Nick Jackson gets the Super hurt. Bowl. Yeah, well, <laughs> if Jamar uh, Lamar Jackson, yeah. if he Nick Foles his way into yeah. the Super Bowl, we'll see what happens. He can pull but. a Nick Foles. You never know. <laughs> well, what do you think? I mean, maybe it's like Harbaugh says, "Hey, won't you pull a hammy, Lamar?" You know, and, and then and then Nick uh, then uh, Flacco comes in, changes the game. It's a different, a different game. game now. Different it's a game. different different de- the defense yeah. has to play differently. Mm-hmm. That uh, Flacco's still a yeah. good quarterback. He's a weapon. He, he he is he is not a bad yeah. quarterback. Well, but he probably doesn't start for Baltimore next year. He's gonna look phenomenal That's in that maroon to and bring white up. in Washington next year. So um <laughs> didn't they just pay didn't they just <laughs> guarantee quarterback seventy million dollars <laughs> in Alex yeah, Smith? So and they can't cut him because he's injured. When your but, leg flops around like yeah. a kite in the wind, you're not gonna be doing much on the football field. So um yeah, no. I wanna say to your point, Dad, about Joe Flacco and how you got to prepare differently for that. One thing Harbaugh's done, I think, has been smart, is he won't. He's leaving Flacco on the active roster at times, and, and keeps saying he might put him in. And if you're a defense, one, Lamar Jackson, the way they're running that offense, is totally different than anything else. So it takes a lot yeah. to prepare. But you also have to spend some time at least preparing for Flacco because if he comes in, that is one a total one eighty flip yeah. from what Lamar Jackson is. And Flacco, yeah. say what you will. The man has won a Super Bowl. He can put together a couple of games in a row. I, I think Harbaugh, and they finally have said now that they're going to extend him and they're not looking to release him, which uh, you think. I don't know. That Two stupid ago, thought yeah. of they might get rid of Harbaugh was the dumbest thing I've ever yeah. heard. 
And that's why you heard all these Cowboy fans going, please give him a no. plane to Dallas. Yeah. yeah. This just in. Harbaugh's yeah. a hell of a coach. Hell of a coach. <laughs> He's good. He is good. You know, Kevin. So before we leave this yeah, game, here, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to dance with a girl that I brought. So I'm still going to stay with, I think the Ravens are out of the playoffs. And so here. Wow. Out of playoffs. Thing, there's a lot here's to take the them thing. out. So Baltimore is playing Cleveland. Now, I don't know if you guys know the story yeah. between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah. You know, the Baltimore Ravens. It's the origin story of, for Bill Belichick. Mark the Odell. Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> it's the biggest super villain. The Cleveland Browns. Origin story ever. And so when yeah. the Colts moved to Indianapolis, the Browns moved to Baltimore. There is no love lost between these two teams. And one thing, and I, I I said this a few weeks ago when Baker Mayfield is who I thought he was. He's a asshole, but by God, he believes in his team, <laughs> and he will rally those troops. Say these guys are the enemy. They they walked away from our fans when they shouldn't have. Let's show them who the Browns really are. I really am concerned about this game for the Ravens because the Browns have got nothing to lose, and I, I believe if. Are they seven, seven, and one? Jesus, Tony. Yeah, they're seven, seven, and one. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, I knew I had a point here. All right, they're seven, seven, and one. So it's either a winning season or a, a losing season on this season. game. They are fighting yeah. for a winning season. That means a lot in Cleveland, yeah. Ohio. For the Cleveland yeah. Browns to have a winning season after going over for like a century, these guys have got an ab- Right they're here, they're gonna play. There's a they're gonna and play. So, and, yeah, this, and this so, is a city that when I was in Disney, I mentioned that I was bumping into Cleveland fans pumped about a tie. So yeah, they're looking for a big win for the season. That so would be if you game think over. about the Browns could have a winning season right here against the Ravens. I, I think they give Lamar Jackson all he's worth. They can play man to man on the cool. outside, as Kevin mentioned earlier, with downtown Jerron Brown. That the, their rookie cornerback, I think, can go toe to toe with him. Uh, I've never been a fan of um, of I think it's it's Wallace over there. And so Crabtree, yeah, or excuse me, Crabtree. And so I I still think the Browns win this game. I think the Steelers have a great matchup against the Cincinnati Bungles. I, and I would rather play the Brown, the Bengals and the Browns. Yeah. You're dead on. And so that. I, I oh, think yeah. the well, Browns. Hugh Jackson's over on the Bengals, so yeah, I'd rather play yeah. exactly. the Hugh Jackson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, I'm still concerned that the Ravens have got a fight on their hands and and that these Browns yeah, take, you're not this wrong. One, take this one home with them. Well, and you're totally – one thing I completely agree. Say what you will about Baker Mayfield, and he may be at times a little cocky and arrogant, but the dude – has a way of getting guys to play around him and rallying the troops. And if there's anything else besides just the winning records enough, but also they will take pride, I think, in going into beating a division foe and knocking them out of the playoffs. Like they're, yeah. they're, they're going to take pride in this game. They're not going to oh. sit down. And I do think that that'll be a fun game to watch. Just Cleveland's going to give them hell. hell. I guarantee you yeah. that well, game will be a good game to watch. And to the buses going to Baltimore uh, back in 2002 yeah. or whatever yeah. it was, uh, I mean, I I I know for a fact that Baker Mayfield has been talking about that fact. Yeah. I mean, he's been getting the city fired up yeah. with that story. So there you go. It's yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, it's- and interestingly, I'll throw a we we mentioned him the uh, the infamous uh, Hugh Jackson. I believe if they can win this game, that uh, since he's been fired, Greg Williams will now have more wins as a Brown head coach in the past three years than Hugh Jackson if they can win wow. this game. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hell 
since wow. since the Bengals, yeah. since the since he got to the Bengals, I think now the Browns have more wins than the Bengals do just it's against Hugh Jackson because yeah. they wow. beat Hugh Jackson <laughs> twice. <laughs> Speaking of coaches and coaches that may should get fired or not, I want to get on to LJ real quick because, as you probably know if you've listened to this podcast, he is our resident Broncos fan. And I don't know if, if they knew, but they had a game on Christmas Eve in Oakland. <laughs> and I guess they were already doing Christmas. LJ, is Vance Joseph out the door or no? Because I hear a lot of people calling for Vance Joseph's head. Man, I'll tell you, I think he is out the door, and I think that's the dumbest decision in football. I think that's how you end up with the Browns. I think that uh, one, one argument I got for Vance Joseph is – uh, how many rookies, me and dad were playing this game earlier. How many rookies do you think you can name on the Broncos this year? Uh, Lindsey and Chubb, I, that, and that's it. Well, who's the other running back there and who's the wide receiver Freeman, there? Right? Cortland Sutton. Freeman and Cortland Sutton. Sutton. Yeah, yeah. They've got a You can name amount. some, some rookies there. They've developed some rookie talent. How many teams do you think you can name four rookies on? That play prominent that are, roles. That are prominent yeah. roles. Not, I mean, not maybe very many you, winning teams. Well, <laughs> well, you probably wouldn't have that many rookies playing if you were a winning team. But I'm just saying that the talent development has been impressive in Denver this year. This is, in theory, Vance Joseph's first year getting his guys on his team. Um, he's made some terrible decisions as a as a uh, you know a clock manager and as a, a game strategist. But I think everybody does that in their first and second year on any job. You're going to make a few mistakes, and I think the fact that the the Chiefs are only going to get better over the next couple of years. The Raiders, I think, are also only going to get better as they just keep stockpiling draft picks and playing for the future. And the Chargers, the only team that might get worse because they're old as hell. But, uh, you know, you're going to be a team that's always in the back of the division. And and then you're just going to start cycling through coaches if you don't give somebody a real chance. And Vance Joseph's got to come in with his guys next year and either give them hell or walk away. But you can't just... You can't just kick him out for the next best guy sitting on the on the street like some uh, article I read was talking about the the Rams quarterback coach is the the next best guy they can get this year. I mean, give Vance Joseph another year unless you get Shanahan Elway. I know he's got that that uh, that fetish for getting Mike Shanahan back, but it's not going to happen. And and to your point. You look at the jobs out. If the Browns were or the Broncos were to fire their coach, there could be open jobs out there like the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. There could be the Browns with a very young quarterback and young roster. They're, I don't think they're getting the pick of the litter of coaches out there. And then no. what's after that? Are they going to – you want to bring in another, you know, Jeff Fisher or Mike? I, I just think Tom there's Cable. not a lot of – yeah, there's not a ton of coaches out there to go get. And to your point, Vance Joseph, while he has made – He's made errors on like strategy and some like maybe questionable calls, but that's going to happen. And it's not like if you would have told the Broncos before this year that, like you're saying, all these rookies are going to be very prominent players, they'd probably have been like, oh, okay, we'll probably be five and 11 or something. He's done yeah. a fair job for the roster he's been given. And I don't think firing him is the right way to go at this point. And also, when these before, last couple of games, year, I was probably saying yes, but I don't they, I think you're right. Halfway through the season, they I knocked them out of the playoffs. They did not look like a playoff team halfway through the season. Then they marched back up until the injury of Emmanuel Sanders and Chris Harris, probably the two best players on that football injuries. team. Yeah. Um, so is that Vance Joseph's fault that they got hurt? No. Um, I, I just think firing Vance Joseph right now would be a mistake that will set the Broncos back five years minimum. I mean, even now, if they get a great coach, it's just going to set them back hard. The only thing that would bother me a little bit is they just didn't look like – I, and I guess the season's over and they've had a ton of injuries. They looked like they mailed it in on the final game. And you like to at least see the guys 
playing hard at the end. And yeah. have y'all ever seen a play like that one and that punt return where they make the beautiful save to get it on the one yard line, and then Dwayne Harris picks it up and takes it for a touchdown? That was amazing. Uh, well, and that's so the Broncos special teams for the last two years has been the worst special teams uh, to watch in the entire NFL. It's been awful every game for the last two years. So yeah, I mean, if that's Vance Joseph's job, then then maybe cut him. If he's if he's got more control over special teams than I think he does, then he's got to go. But everything else, I'm okay with. It's but yeah, you're right. They did they did phone it in that game for yeah. sure. Yeah, I, and so Lindsey still broke his wrist or whatever. He's he Lindsey out. He's, he's out for out. four weeks. I saw he's done. six okay. weeks. Yeah. yeah, he'd missed the third round of the playoffs. They're not going to. So. <laughs> <laughs> So I wanted to bring up the other team on that that game was the Raiders, and they've now they beat the Broncos. Obviously, we just talked about, and then two weeks ago they they went into Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers. And I wanted to ask y'all's thoughts on they really ought to be losing now. They're probably picking. I think where it stands now, they're picking five. If they would have lost those two games, they're probably picking one. Do y'all ever have a thought on just phone it in? Like if anybody should phone it in, it's probably the Raiders with them trading everyone. Do you like to see them win in these games late, or do you kind of wish they would lose them? Dad? Uh, well, you play to win the game. Yes. Yeah. Right? You need to be you need to be more like the Jets who go in and lose to the Packers 38-44 in overtime. That shows your guys playing hard, but also find a way to lose the damn game. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I Two things there on, on that. I think Gruden is doing one thing. He, he is establishing his type of football. And he's ta- establishing these guys as being – they're trying to get that badass – Well, he's trying to figure out who else he can trade. Like, he's got to find the next best player yeah, so he, he can get yeah, rid of them. Right. He's trying to find a badass attitude. So, for him, being a one or a five doesn't really matter. Uh, I, I think that for Gruden, he understands the the mathematics of it, that if he's at the number one in this particular draft, there's no standout number one draft pick. There's no, you know, Drew – That's fair. There's no – you know, Manning out there. There's no Wentz yeah, the out kid there. At Oregon, no the kid at Oregon just said he's going to stay. He's Oregon staying out. Right. So he's really yeah. got – So now everyone's going to talk themselves into Dwayne yeah, Haskins. Got, he doesn't one, care probably. whether he's one, two, three, four, five, or six. And so – because he's backing it up, right? It wouldn't surprise me to see them trade their number one draft pick uh, to tr- slide back and get even more and get some more to offensive yeah. linemen in That's the, the smart play. Uh, draft. So – uh, for Gruden, the more he wins, the better because he's establishing. And what does he give a shit? He's got a ten-year fucking contract, man. He can go, yep. <laughs> you know. Well, yep. we almost we got an hour in without getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John yeah, Gruden yeah. will pull it out of you. All John Gruden is wanting is the is the penthouse suite at the win. You know, it's all he's <laughs> asking for. And, and by God, he's going to get it. And you know, I it, all of a sudden it's got people thinking, hmm. Maybe this guy is still a coach. Maybe this guy can still motivate the modern player. I will see. But I I think Oakland, uh, although I think they're losing this weekend against Kansas City and probably by a big score, uh, they've established – Well, Mahomes has only got to get seven more touchdowns to break the touchdown in a season record, right? Yeah. yeah. He's going (laughs) to score five, but – Well, he's got to get eight to to break the record. Yeah, I don't think he's going to make it. Are you sure that's right? a tough week. Yeah. He's got 48. He needs to get over Peyton Manning with 55. I thought so. the record. Oh, yeah. He, Peyton did have that crazy. Year. Yeah. yeah. I, I, the Brady thing, four touchdowns to beat Brady. And this Brady's 52. I think he's got it. I, I, I bet you he scores four TDs this this weekend before they take him out at the, in the fourth quarter. Well, 
that's a that's a lot of adversity the Chiefs are facing having to go play <laughs> Oakland. <I'm Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to before we as we wrap things up, uh, did, I wanted to ask did y'all have anything else y'all wanted to get to before we. Well, I did want to say that I, I I wanted to go on record saying I I agree with uh, Tony on the Raiders need to to play uh, to win because what is there's only like one in every five years does the first pick matter any more than the fifth pick? I mean, it's it's really there's only there's not an Andrew Luck every year where it's a surefire. Really not. There's really not. It's it's a guess at any position in the first round, and really the smart thing for them to do would be to have 23rd round picks anyway. So, and if they really wanted that first round pick, they've got the arsenal to go get it. You know, they can trade for it. Yeah. So you're auditioning players right now. So. Well, and that is you a good point. Game. Cause this, this right now you're playing to look at who's still going. Cause you want your kind of guys and you find the guys like Doug Martin, who's still playing hard when the season's over and you cut yep. the guy who's phoning it in at the end. So I get that. I think if you start playing to lose, then a losing mentality takes over. And yep. and you can't have that. That's what I think Hugh it's different in basketball. Browns, I, think I think that's why the the Sixers were able to to make some moves and get some. Well, because there's only talent, there's but, only twelve guys on a roster in basketball, so right. you can flip that whole team and have a different right. roster. Where football is fifty three of them. Some yep. of those guys are still going to be. And there's only and that, what two rounds in the NBA draft too. So so yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I think y'all are right. I the the part of me is like, well, just lose and get that pick. But I do think you'd play to win every single game, as the great Herm Edwards said, and. If you lose, if you pull the Jets and you lose, you're fine. That's cool. But that's all I had. You know, the other great thing that Herm Edwards said: any plan that can't be changed is a bad plan. <laughs> that's a bad plan, Rudro. It's true. <laughs> that's a great Herm Edwards. There you go. All right, before we hang out, no, no, you, we're going to hang up on this. You don't get an explanation. Just tell me your picks for MVP right now, Tony. Who you got? Who's your MVP? Oh God, uh, Patty Mahomes. LJ, who's your MVP? Oh, I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> for uh, uh, can we come back to me, yeah, Dad? Who's your MVP? <laughs> Drew Brees. I feel like it's a toss-up between them. LJ, do you, are you ready? You want me to go? Uh, you better go, Kevin. Yeah, give me Drew Brees. Give me. I'll take Drew Brees. Give me. Give me Drew. If it would have been, if Philip Rivers would have had a huge game on Saturday night against yeah. the Ravens, I was going to go Philip mm-hmm. Rivers, but after right, that but loss. I'm going Mahomes. When Mahomes throws for over, he's going to end up with 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. I, yeah. I think it goes down to those two, though. So it'll be fun to watch. Yeah. All right. I think that'll L- wrap LJ, up no, wait, wait, another LJ? fun week. LJ? I said he went Drew Brees. He went Drew Brees. Drew. He threw in Drew Brees. But the stats, yeah. don't, the yeah, stats yeah. don't back it up. I, as Your heart goes it's, out. I think he's going to get the sympathy vote. Yeah. And he, is, do they need to play this week? They don't even need to play well, this week. They don't even have to so, play. Yeah, no. And Mahomes. Mahomes is young. He'll this have is, another Mahomes shot. Is young. I, you know, He'll get another shot. Mahomes is it. actually playing. Uh, Drew Brees is Notre Dame with no bowl game before the playoffs. Am I right? So <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I guess you know he can't drop in the rankings. They gave John Mahomes Wayne the Oscar for True Grit. I guess they can give Drew Brees <laughs> the MVP for Whoa, this season. Whoa, some so. John Wayne slander. Yeah, you know, has people upset. You know, it's all. I've right. learned that John Wayne I is a cult. You can't come it. at him. Not. I didn't say he didn't deserve it. It's <laughs> well, just like, you know. It did sound a lot like you said no, that. No, no. Well, John Wayne's not a good actor, but that will. <laughs> hey, oh, We need to go. I think. We, need, we need to go along because, you know, Dr. Liff had a great subject about free aces for next year. Now, we can save that for another time. <laughs> well, we got week seven, we got week seventeen. We can hit week that 17? on week seventeen okay. when when they're yeah, week seventeen. Because I mean, I mean, we'll just talk about 
Which AFC guy made it? I didn't tell you. I think I, I've got the top five uh, fantasy picks next year too. We can save that for next oh. week. Week seventeen. You know, yeah. I feel like there's a guy that would have some. Hey, Doctor Lift just got. Oh, Tony will have some thoughts on that. Doctor Lift just got gone. Did you hear that? He said top five what, fantasy what is picks. Fa- Dong. What is fantasy football? I don't. I, yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking <laughs> you about. Keep dreaming, my friend. <laughs> Speaking of fantasy, <laughs> as we sign out, shout out to Keith Smith. Keith! Oh, no, Woo! did he really? The steal. The 27th route is over. It's over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think... I think that's how we'll end it. Hey, shout out know, to hey, Mac Daddy Mac Keith Smith. Keith Smith. <laughs> hey, shout out to that old Rebels, Casey, Casey Winters. Longtime listener. He's He listens every week to the podcast. So he he has he his does. two. All right, Casey. Jameson. His Jameson and Coke and listens to the podcast. We got to give a shout out to old Casey Winter. He ain't Swedish, but he still listens. Love him. <laughs> All right. I think that'll do it for another week of the JPP pod. We'll be back. I swear we'll get better. I think actually, little teaser, we might be able to record all on one roof coming up next week. So look out what? for that. We might have some fun coming up. All right, all right. Might have. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right, that'll do it. Have a, have a safe New Year's. Don't drink and drive, but, you know, drink as much as you want, and, and we'll see you again next week. Peace Bye, Drink my lord. Keep us! Kevin, can you see all the lift, or can you just see half of it? No, I just get to see, like, lift's ear. Uh, there we go. Now, well, now uh, I barely see LJ. Because I'd rather see half a lift and all the LJ. I've seen him, and I don't know. That, that shit at the bottom of his chin's got to go. I'm, I'm what? No, you. it's a, it's all right. You need to grow something, you know. That's a new, uh, you, you got to grow a playoff beer for the podcast. <laughs> now, look. You got hair on your ass. <laughs> I actually know now. Right. You just got that one. I, 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 what did you, did you do? Hair on your ass? What? No, I, I forgot the word you said. I, uh, I, I make sure that I. Uh, uh, it wasn't cultivate. What did you say? You always make sure you're trimming. What is? What did you call it? I you keep the house clean. <laughs> you keep the house clean. Yeah, I keep the house clean.